0: Greetings. This is Ron Aguilera, and this is episode 50 of the Pastors Coach Podcast. Wow, 50 already. Seems like we just got started on this journey. And if you've been on it from the beginning, thank you. If you've just joined us recently, man, I'm glad that you've uh, jumped on and that you are part of this journey that we are taking together to see how God grows us in our ministry. And I'm looking forward to the next 50. A part of that is going to include some great guests that will be coming soon i'll share some of that in the next couple of episodes Uh, last week i talked about five things that pastors who were surveyed listed as their greatest challenges and as the greatest causes for frustration and discouragement in their lives and over the next few weeks we'll look at each of those five individually, and today we look at the top one. Number one, according to the pastors surveyed, and that is criticism and conflict. As pastors, we are regularly confronted, and some would even say assaulted by critical people, by those who question not just what you do, but who you are, your commitment, your theology, your work ethic, your approach to pastoral care, Fill in the blank. There are a myriad of reasons why people criticize their pastor. And the result is often that you find yourselves having to manage, to respond, to deal with this criticism and that critical person who often won't relent. And as pastors, our default mode uh, often is to try to please, right? To try to listen, to try to explain, to try to make the person happy. But the reality as you have discovered, I am sure is that there is no way to please everybody, especially if you are in the process of encouraging them to make some changes, whether it's corporately as a church or in their personal lives. So then how do you as a pastor deal with these people? How do you manage the criticism and the conflict that comes from that? Well, here are some things to consider first you have to determine if the criticism is legitimate, right? I mean, you can't always be right and everybody else isn't always wrong. Uh, I know that for me, my preference, maybe even my default is to want to blow them off, to ignore them, to chuckle or and, and just walk away or to st- stop the conversation short and send them away. I know other pastors whose default is to want to stick their heads in the sand and hope or wait until the person that is causing the conflict walks away. Others default is to run uh, to an escape, uh, often an addiction of sorts, which creates more conflict and challenges. So what should we do when we are confronted with criticism and conflict? Well, one, I have found it helpful to first just stop and listen. And then to consider, to determine if the criticism is legitimate. Uh, early on in my ministry, uh, my senior uh, pastor, my lead pastor went on a six-week sabbatical. And it was up to me now as a young pastor to preach each week. And the first week I preached what I thought was to be a, you know, clever sermon, and after the service, as he was walking out, this elder of the church, and I would add, and I think you would know what I mean, the elder, came up to me after church and said he wanted an appointment on Monday to talk about the sermon. Well, I knew criticism was coming, and sure enough, when we met, he told me the sermon was not very good, that he was disappointed, that if I was going to preach the next few weeks, that I needed to be better prepared, that I needed to study harder, that I needed to discover, have God revealed to me through prayer, something of value to say to the congregation who was giving of their time to come and be at church on Saturday. Study more, he said, prepare more and preach from scripture, not just clever uh, thoughts that you came up with. And my first reaction was, of course, to recoil, to get mad. But I listened, and then he went on his way. Well, when I got home, my wife asked me how it went. And I told her, you know, at first I was mad. But then, as I paused and thought about it, I realized, you know, he was right. The sermon was glib. The sermon had very little scripture. And really had no real point. The truth was that I had not prepared well. And so I did not have much depth. He was right. And it taught me a lesson. When criticism comes our way, we need to first determine whether it's legitimate. Number two, uh, pause before you act. In other words, before you react to whatever's going on, consider, yes, one, whether it's legitimate, but also you have to pause and consider the source. When it comes to criticism, determining the credibility is the key. As a pastor, you have to learn to discern quickly if the person you are talking to or who is talking to you is credible, because unfortunately, this is not always the case. In my previous example, the elder was a retired pastor, and even though though I did not like what he was saying, I knew that he wanted me to be the best I could be and that he wanted the congregation to receive, uh, receive a solid biblical message. Also, I knew him. Uh, I knew he was part of this community, that he was committed, uh, that he wanted uh good things to happen and he had been part of the leadership for a long time see it's a lot easier with uh one of those uh how would i put it a one off conversation if you know what i mean right with that person that comes into the church as a visitor and doesn't like the music or the sermon or complains about the lack of reverence or that you have chairs instead of pews uh that that's a lot easier it becomes much more complex when criticism comes from a person who's a church member now oftentimes uh, those church members you have to understand and realize the source who they are Uh, i remember a church member who told me hey i've been a member of this church for 50 years 50 years and you know them Uh, you pause and you realize that those 50 years in church well they've probably been really one year of spiritual maturity repeated 50 times and so you weigh that and determine then how to react appropriately see pastor when it comes to criticism you have to make sure and you to pause and consider the source and then put a po- appropriate weight on the comments based on that including appropriate emotional weight translation how it affects you emotionally also, pastor, let me remind you that it's not your job to be long suffering with people that like to complain. Sometimes we do that as well. We don't we, we give them too much of our time and they eventually wear us down. Also, pastors, I have learned that comments that are off the cuff, you know, coming out of church or in passing kind of those flyby uh, comments should not receive much attention from us as pastors. Now, this might not sound very spiritual, uh, but if the person complaining is not credible, if they're throwing those one, one-off one kind of shots or off-the-cuff cuff shots, really, you should not put any weight on those complaints. Uh, one thing that might help is to begin by asking yourself if the person has a history of complaining. I mean, there are some people, as you know, and have experience that complain about everything, especially change uh or something new. And I have found that these people will complain no matter what, no matter if I was there or not, which is helpful because then it's easier knowing that it's not about me. Number 3, when you are criticized or drawn into conflict, remember the bigger picture. You are loved, you are called into ministry. Uh if you're going to fulfill what God has called you to do as a pastor, you have to get good at least acceptable, in ignoring the negative comments and criticism and insults and naysayers. They don't control your destiny and shouldn't control your emotions or decisions. They are distractions to keep you and oftentimes your family uh, off balance and away from God's desire for what's best. Instead of being upset over who's not for you and frustrated, uh, about who's trying to make you look bad, ignore them, walk away. Critical people can't keep you from fulfilling your calling and accomplishing the ministry that God has given you. Small minded people cannot stop God's purpose, and that's not a battle that you have to fight. One more thing surround yourselves with a good team, those who have the fruit of the Spirit. The stronger your leadership team, And the stronger uh, that they understand their, or the more they understand their gifts, the more uh, there's an opportunity to dissipate that criticism and criticism takes a back seat in your community. And if you need to talk to someone, get the help you need. It's okay to have a counselor or a spiritual guide that helps you navigate the challenges of ministry. Thanks again for joining me today. I want to invite you to join me next week and to let others know of this resource, to subscribed, uh, to leave a review if this has been helpful. And if you want to contact me, if you want to ask a question or suggest a topic, you can email me at thepastorscoach at hotmail.com. That's thepastorscoach at hotmail.com. Again, thanks for joining me. Talk to you next week.